720 WGN. Thank you for joining us for the Lisa Dent Show. Did you hear Tom Skilling earlier? We were talking about that big storm that certainly is going to impact travel, especially if you have any any plans to go to Minneapolis, St. Paul. They're talking about a three-day snowstorm, anywhere from 16 to 24 inches. Here, it'll be rain up near the border. It will be ice, but that certainly impacts travel. Peter Greenberg, the host of Ion Travel, is with us. Peter, when we're talking about a, a big snowstorm hitting Minneapolis in the next 24, 48 hours, uh, anywhere from 16 to 24 inches, this is the time to probably call and make travel changes, right? Well, especially if you're going through Detroit or you're going through, you mentioned Minneapolis, or you're going through Atlanta, because remember, that's a Delta hub, used to be a, a Northwest hub, used to be a Western Airlines hub. And so they're going to start doing some some triage right now. They're going to start preemptively canceling flights to make sure that they keep their assets where they need to be so they can start all over again and nobody's stranded. So it's it's not necessarily disastrous for the rest of the country yet in terms of going from New York or Los Angeles or even Chicago. But if you're going anywhere through those cities, yes, big problem. Peter Greenberg is a host of Ion Travel. You will hear him Saturday from 3 to 6. I'm always intrigued where we find you when we talk to you. So where are you today, Peter? Today, actually, I should say tonight, you find me in London. I'm here working on a, on a story. I'm getting ready for the premiere of one of our shows next week. And then uh, heading back and heading back to the States on Friday. Excellent. Everybody can go to PeterGreenbergTravel.com. I want to talk to you about the warnings that were issued from Mexico. We're, we're getting close to spring break. Everybody in this area, according to my Facebook and my Instagram, seem to be traveling to Mexico or have been in the past week. And we see some new warnings have been issued. Is this just because the amount of people and the timing with spring break? Or are these to be taken taken really seriously? Well, these warnings, I hate to say it, are so much seasonal. Uh, the State Department does this as a sort of a matter of habit. I'm sure it's well-intentioned, but the numbers don't add up. You know, if, if you take a look at danger in Mexico, there's danger if you happen to be a drug dealer. Most of the violence that's happening in Mexico is gang violence against other gangs. Travelers and tourists have always been off limits. It's sort of like, this, you know, it's sort of a gentleman's agreement among the gangs. And if you take a look at the number of people killed over the last, let's say, 15 years during gang violence in Mexico, and it's over 65,000, guess how many Americans have been killed? I don't know. That's what I want to know, because I, I, I know millions of us go to Mexico every year. So how many have been killed? About 11. But wait, let me break down the numbers even more. Of the 11 who've been killed, nine of them, try not to laugh, were vacationing drug dealers. Oh, yeah. So that'll give you an idea of what we're talking about here. I go to Mexico all the time. I was just, we just did our radio show for WGN from uh, Los Cabos not too long ago. So it's um, if you look, it's the same uh, consideration that I would tell you if you're going to Cleveland than if you're going to Cabo. It's basic common sense, and you know what? You'll be fine. And, of course, international people look at Chicago as a dangerous place to be, and we're here every day, and we don't see it or feel it. I mean, yes, we read about it, but most of us are not victims of violence in any given year. You're correct. I mean, and you have to look at it even regionally. If there's a problem in Cincinnati, does that mean you can't go to Cleveland? Of course not. You know, what I like to do, I don't just read the U.S. State Department advisories. I read the advisories from the British Foreign Office that they give to their citizens in many cases, they're much more accurate and much more detailed than we give our own citizens from the State Department. And the State Department hates it every time I say that, but the facts bear it out. 
Very good tip. This is what comes from someone who has made travel his life. Peter Greenberg is with us. He's in London. And one of these restrictions, well, they said there's no restrictions for travel um, to Mexico, but the warning included Quintana Roo, which, of course, is where everybody travels. That's Cancun and Tulum and Playa del Carmen. And this is where we all go for spring break. And and they just said, you know, exercise, increase situational awareness after dark in downtown areas of Cancun, Tulum, and Playa del Carmen. And remain in well-lit pedestrian streets and tourist zones. And I would say a majority of people from around here go to an all-inclusive and rarely leave at night. Well, how about this? I would increase my situational awareness, my situational awareness in Fort Lauderdale during spring break and watch where I go at night. So what's the difference? The difference is just be aware, be you know, be conscious of your surroundings, but at the same time, exercise common sense, you're gonna be just fine. That's what I think, too. And how many Americans visit Mexico every year? Do you have any idea what the numbers are? Oh, it's, it's substantial. In fact, even during the pandemic, especially during the pandemic, Mexico was full. The flights are full. The hotels are full. They didn't suffer as much as other destinations during the lockdown. Right now, I can tell you this. Over the last five trips I've done to Mexico, every plane has been full and every hotel has been full. So we're talking millions of Americans going to those resort cities in Mexico whether it's, as you mentioned, Cancun or Cozumel or Playa or, or all the Playas, as a matter of fact, not to mention Los Cabos, Puerto Vallarta. It's, uh, look, it's easy to get there. You can fly nonstop from Chicago. Um, it's, uh, you know, and everybody, you know, understands travel and tourism there because it's so much of their economy. So it's in their best interests to make sure things are safe for you. Now, is there some street crime? Of course there is. There's street crime in London. But it doesn't stop me from going. Right. And so for those who might be overly concerned, take it with a grain of salt and in always look to the British for their warnings as well. That's your advice. Well, you know what? Read both, but be sure to read them both. And you'll be very enlightened in the process because you're getting two different points of view about the same location. And Peter, you mentioned full flights to Mexico during the pandemic. Are we approaching a season where all flights will be full out of the U.S. to many destinations? Well, that's the thing where I was wrong. I have to admit it. I thought the travel would drop off in September when kids went back to school, that seasonality would come back in. Guess what? It didn't. Demand is just as strong as it's been because so many Americans made a decision during the pandemic that they weren't going to buy material goods. They weren't going to buy clothing, jewelry, a new car, electronic items, but they did want to buy experiences. And that demand has stayed strong. People are combining leisure trips with business trips. You've heard the word leisure. That's happening. And right now, the airlines are projecting a very strong couple of quarters now at a time right now when it's usually not that strong at all. All right. Will you hang with me for a minute? I've got a few more questions for you. Sure. Peter Greenberg is with us. Mary's got to check on weather and traffic. Then we're going to come back and talk about family seating on planes. United said that they're going to work harder at making that uh, an issue. So, well, so it's not an issue for us. And unaccompanied minors when your kids travel alone. But first, Mayor, what's going on? WGN. Peter Greenberg's Eye on Travel airs on WGN Radio Saturday from 3 to 6. He's in London right now. And when you when you do um, anything, you post it to petergreenberg.com. That's where we can watch some of your shows. Or should we go to WTTW? Where do we find 
your television. You can find all of our specials on WTTW right there in Chicago. And also, it's available on Amazon Prime and Apple TV+. Plus. They, they archive them all. Our new show's premieres, as a matter of fact, tomorrow night on WTTW. It's, the, uh, it's Hidden Saudi Arabia, my one-hour special on a kingdom that's been closed to the outside world for over 79 years. It's finally opening up. And next month in March, we, we follow that with Hidden Ireland. And, of mm. course, that's airing. What a surprise on March 17th. I can't imagine why we would air a show about Hidden Ireland on March 17th. Go figure. Uh, United has come out and said they're going to focus on family seating. I see other airlines doing the same, meaning that if you're traveling with kids, you will not be put in separate seats, which makes it miserable for everyone because nobody wants to sit to somebody next to somebody else's kid. You want to sit with your own. So how are they changing that for the better? Well, they're changing that for the better because in the past, it's all about the upsell to sell coach seats at a premium, and you're separating families, uh, especially families that can't afford that. If you're a family of four, and you're selling seats at 35 or $40 for a premium to be in coach, well, that's another $160 just to be able to sit together. You know, Congress passed a law about a year, a year and a half ago called the Family Sitting Together Act. It was never enforced. And now, based on Joe Biden's State of the Union address, the focus is back. You can expect a ruling imminently from the U.S. Department of Transportation that will make it a rule that airlines can no longer ban families sitting together, even if they bought a so-called non-refundable basic economy ticket. So, look, United Airlines today announced they have a new program now. They're doing this because they're anticipating this rule that is going to allow families to sit together without paying any more money. And it's very easy in their computer system because, remember, when you make a reservation, what do they ask you for? What's your date of birth? They'll know everybody flying together under the age of 12. There's no secrets here. They will allow them to sit together. Let's see if it works. I hope it works. It's really important. What about unaccompanied minors? I saw an article on PeterGreenberg.com about that. I've always been hesitant, at least, well, I've got a 21-year-old now. But when he was young, I was always hesitant to send him on his own on a flight. Well, you know what? As long as it's a nonstop flight, it's not making a connection, you're going to pay a premium for that. The airlines are charging you $150 over and above the ticket cost to basically escort that unaccompanied minor to the person meeting them at the other side of the gate uh, on both ends. But remember this, if you're doing it, especially if you're a single parent, you better get an affidavit or a notarized letter from your, your significant former that you have permission to do it because we have a lot of child trafficking out there. But as long as you have that letter, the airlines do a reasonably good job and try to put the kid on the very first flight of the day, especially if they're connecting, because if they miss that connection, they'll be spending the night in a mid-city airport with a flight attendant, which, of course, has always been my dream. But that's another <laughs> issue. Yeah. Uh, so the expectation, if you do send a kid on a flight under the age of 12, or, or what is the age cutoff there? If you, What's the expectation that that flight attendant will meet you, take the child to the plane when the plane lands? lands? No. No? No the, the flight, no, the flight attendant will not meet you. You are going to get a gate pass. You're going to walk your child to the gate, and you are required to stay at that gate until that plane is airborne. That's the rule. And then on the other end, you have to have all the documentation as to who's meeting that child, where they're going to meet them, all the contact information so the transfer can be made. That's the only way it gets done. Okay. And you made a good point because as a single parent, when I did travel internationally with my kid, I always brought 
documentation that my my ex-husband agreed to this travel is that a good good thing to do for every single parent whether you're traveling with the child or not yes especially even if you're tra- even if you're not a single parent but but your significant other or your husband or wife is not there yes get that signed document uh, just to have it in case anybody asks. Okay. Uh, spring break travel, it's out of reach at this point, right? It should have been booked six months ago, or are there still deals out there? Well, there's still deals out there if you wanted to find spring break travel is going to Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> um, but but for, for the big the big places, yeah, the, the prices are up, people are traveling, and uh, you're not going to get any bargains. Peter, I'm hosting a cruise, uh, an Alaskan cruise, August 16th through the 23rd on the Regent Seven Seas. And when it comes to shore excursions, what are your suggestions? Well, it depends on where you're going. You happen to be on a very good ship. But if you're going on a shore excursion in a place that speaks English, where there's not a real cultural you know, uh, distraction, you can often do better by finding another couple on the ship and calling a, to a concierge at a hotel in that port city and hiring your own car and driver, uh, you'll have a much better time as opposed to being stuck on a bus going to another tchotchke store that you don't want to buy anything. Ah. Uh, it depends. In, in, in certain locations where the cruise lines really own the infrastructure of those cities, it's better to go with them because they, they will command almost an entire, they can lock it down based on just their, their, their crowd. But every, every port is different. Do your homework. And, but if they speak English, and you understand the name of the hotel that you that you can actually call and get the concierge through there. I mean, call and get the driver through their concierge. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, that's good advice for anybody cruising. Of course, we're going to be in Alaska, so you're talking about Ketchikan and Skagway and and in oh, Sitka. Yeah. There's yeah, not yeah. yeah, there's really not big hotels there that will be there to greet us. So go with what the ship suggests is probably your advice. On that one, yes, yeah, absolutely. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy your... Did I say enjoying us? No. Thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy your time in London, and we'll be listening on Saturday for your show. You got it, Lisa. Thanks. Peter Greenberg, I Untravel. It airs Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on 720 WGN. Hey, John is in next with Your Money Matters. That is following the news from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. WGN.